What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. If you guys don't know, my name is Jason Hill. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining. But today, I want to jump into it and talk a little bit about being a Jiu-Jitsu instructor in the sense of if you have any aspirations to be a Jiu-Jitsu instructor, kind of what are some of the common paths? What are some things that you can do? Now, I know some of you are listening are probably like, well, I have zero desire to ever become a jiu-jitsu instructor and I thought the same thing when I had only you know I started teaching uh, jiu-jitsu at a blue belt I started helping being an assistant and really I had no thought about becoming an instructor until the idea was implemented or kind of placed into my head so you say that you have zero desire or you have zero want to to do it now but who knows maybe in a couple years you might so I'm just going to kind of give you maybe some advice, some ways to expedite that process if you are interested, and maybe some common things to look out for when becoming an instructor, right? So um, to try to keep that relationship good with jujitsu and to try to not let it like, you know, derail your own journey. So I'll give you guys a little bit of backstory about how I became a jujitsu instructor first, that you know, I was a white belt. I had been teaching and training. I had just been training, not teaching, but training for maybe about a year, year and a half, roughly. And then my instructor, who was trying to build up the school, um, was always looking for help. And so he came to me, and, and I was in college at the time, and said, hey, I think you'd be pretty good at, at teaching. You're pretty personable. You, you're here a lot. Like, do you want to kind of help? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, okay, cool. As long as you can come two to three days a week, you know, I'll swap you out, you know, free training for helping. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. You know, as a college kid, you're broke and you think that's great. So I took that deal and, uh, you know, I did that. And then as, as I kind of did well with the kids, he was like, okay, well, I think you'd be good at starting to teach adults. And he was like, but we got to get you to at least a blue belt first. And I was like, okay. So we fast tracked that, you know, I was already like a three or four stripe white belt, but you know, I needed to clean up. We have a, a curriculum. And so the one thing is if you're like a school owner or if you have any desire to be a school, this is going to be like a side tangent that unless you want to teach all of the classes, like when people say that blue belts and purple belts can't like teach jujitsu, they shouldn't teach jujitsu. That is because you're giving a blanket statement saying that they don't know enough information and they haven't been involved in jiu-jitsu long enough to be able to teach. And as a general fact, I mean, if we're going by those metrics, that could be fair. But if you have a basics curriculum or some kind of structure where you know, hey, these are the 20 classes, these are the 30 classes or techniques or whatever, you have a set aside set of moves and then you teach somebody those moves so well that they can teach other people, they absolutely can teach. So it, it's, it's, if you said the blanket statement of like, yeah, if you're a purple belt, I can't get you to black belt. If that's the only metric, absolutely true. But if I'm a black belt that owns a school, unless you want to teach all of the classes or wait so long until you can build people up, if you develop a curriculum that you can teach to other people, who then you can teach them how to teach that curriculum the way you want, then that's scalable. That means that you can train somebody to do it and you don't have to be in every single class to do it, which is 
obviously better because then you can teach the advanced classes and you're free. It frees you up your time to do other things. Anyway, that's a side tangent. So that's why you can do that at Bluebell. And so that's what we had. We had a curriculum. And so my instructor took me aside and said, Hey, I think that you'd be good at teaching. I'm going to teach you the blue belt curriculum, really get you caught up and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, great. This is awesome. I just liked it because I thought I was getting like extra training and I was, and I just liked that because I love jujitsu. So I wanted to learn as much as I could. So I learned all that. I got to my blue belt. And then, um, at that time we were with, uh, the Gracie Academy, uh, or Gracie university as probably a lot of, you know, it who is under hinder and heat on, and they get a lot of flack from a lot of jiu-jitsu community because of, you know, they look like car salesmen, all this stuff. And, you know, whatever your opinion is of that, the fact, because I've seen behind the secret sauce and I know how they run their whole thing, that the one thing that they do very well is they can teach you how to teach jiu-jitsu. They have an instructor certification program. It's it's pretty intensive, actually. It, it, it's, it's not simple to do. It's not just watching a couple of videos and doing it. They make you study. You have to teach it in a very specific way. You have to video yourself teaching it. You have to video yourself, you teaching a class, and then you have to go out there and do it in front of them. So it's, it, there, there's a lot of uh, checkpoints to ensure quality that they actually have in place for that. It's actually very good. Um, so whatever flack you might think of them, they can teach you how to teach jujitsu. That's, that's a very good program that they have. So I went through that and and I learned how to teach and I think that really helped because I had never really taught much group uh, exercise if you want to call it that in the fitness world you know I've never taught uh, a skill to a mass amount of people before you know I'm 21 years old so it's not that it's not easy even if you're in your 30s or 40s and you have life experience being able to teach a mass amount of people a very complex set of skills and get them you know, to all do it right, to feel competent in it. It's, it, that's a, that's a challenging task to be able to do. So that takes practice and, and you're going to mess up and that's part of learning and growing. But luckily I wasn't on the hook. I didn't own my own school. I was able to learn underneath somebody who was much better than me. And I got to watch them do it. Then they allowed me the freedom to practice it. And, you know, they would audit my classes and then correct any hiccups they saw me have so I got to grow inside that role and I was teaching um, basic classes and kids classes um, as well as assisting so I very much had that kind of mentorship and guidance in my jiu-jitsu journey um, now the other way that sometimes people will become a jiu-jitsu instructor is they will either get disgruntled with their school and possibly start another school and and they open up their own facility and they have to start teaching right off the bat without any previous teaching experience possibly or they will move to a town that doesn't have many jiu-jitsu options and then because now they're running the school they have to teach so usually there's two instructor paths you can do it kind of in a mentorship or apprenticeship kind of like how i did it where i was very much eased into it over a time period and gave got given responsibility more and more over time until you become a full-fledged like instructor now i teach anything from four-year-olds to literally other black belts in the room um, i can teach all levels you know i can i can teach whatever so i have experience in that i have comfortability in that and if you just jump in and start owning your own school and you don't have any teaching experience um regardless of why whether you got disgruntled or you moved and you want to do it 
you know, it's your dollar on the line. If you don't have good enough instruction or people don't like it or it's too chaotic or whatever, then, you know, it's your, it's your dollar on the line and it may work and it may not, but there's a lot more pressure and stress, I think, to learn how to teach when you do it like that. If you do do it that way and you don't have like a choice, I would highly advise you to find somebody that you trust who you can bounce ideas off of and you have to be open-minded and if they're giving you advice and feedback, kind of like a white belt, like even if you're a black belt and you've not done much teaching before and now you get your black belt and all of a sudden you get thrown into a teaching role, you have to look at teaching like you're a white belt. You can't, you can't get butt hurt. You can't have an ego being like, well, you know, I'm a black belt in jujitsu. So whatever I say goes and lays down the law. And that's, that's, that's kind of common in jujitsu. And I, and I hate that. If you start teaching, doesn't matter if you're a blue belt, purple belt or brown belt or black belt. At the first time you start teaching, you have to look at it as being a white belt. You can take advice. I know purple belts that can teach better than other black belts. I can run instructors around who, who, you know, can't communicate any information at all so if a purple belt gives you some good advice about how to teach or how to structure and you're a black belt you better freaking listen so you got to trust somebody who you respect as a teacher you don't have to take all of their techniques into account but teaching is a whole separate skill from just jujitsu now you have to have enough knowledge of course in jujitsu to be able to teach the information 100 but i already talked about how you can do that if you're a lower belt if you have a curriculum yada yada, yada all that stuff but learning how to teach jujitsu is extremely important um, in, my, in my opinion. Now, over time, my thoughts have gradually, you know, modified. So I've, you know, do some stuff that I learned when I was a blue belt. But then I've taken um, some other classes and read other books about how people learn and, and watched other instructors that I think are very good. And I've adopted some of their practices. So I've kind of morphed it into my own, which is, I think, what you'll do over time. You're going to copy somebody who you really admire and follow. And then you're going to, over time, kind of modify it and change it into how you like it and enjoy it, right? So if you're interested in becoming a jiu-jitsu instructor, the number one path I'd recommend you take is to mentorship under someone that you trust, like physically at the academy, um, and, and ask all the questions and do all those things. And then if you have to open up your own place or you have to get thrown into this role, um, find somebody that you can talk to on a regular basis to bounce ideas off of and to learn from um, if, if you can't be in the presence and practice underneath somebody else, right? Um, the ways that you can get started as a jiu-jitsu instructor, especially if you're training at an academy, is you have to go, I always like to say, you got to go ask the instructor, um, sometimes you'll get lucky like I did and my instructor came to me and asked me, which I don't know if I ever would have possibly considered. I, maybe I would have uh, later in time. I can't go back and say. But, you know, when he asked me, I really hadn't thought about it. Um, and so but what I'm going to tell you guys to do is if you have any desires in teaching, you should ask about how you can do it or what you can do to help because it is truly awesome. You know, your instructor may not come and ask you because honestly, in my experience, I've asked, I've, I've thought about this, like, well, maybe I should just ask people, not wait for people to ask me. And a lot of times when I ask people, it implants the idea, but then 
ends up fizzling out and not working out. Um, I've had more success now in track history over 10 plus years of teaching, looking for assistant instructors too, when people come and ask me because there's a sense of desire and motivation. I guess I was like the 10%. Um, you know, I was, I, w- I, was, I was rare that when someone asked me, I stuck with it and kept doing it. Now I was in college and I had a lot of different situations. But in my experience, I've asked people and it normally fizzles out after a short amount of time. And usually when students come and ask me and they're the ones that are like pushing and driving and open and interested um, and they com- and they verbally communicate that often and frequently, they're the ones that play a larger instructor role it, that, that I have found, right? That's just my personal opinion and that's what I have found. So I would advise you to start that conversation. Go to your instructor and say, hey, do you guys have any kind of instructor training? Um, how do I get involved more? You know, those kinds of things. Um, personally, what I like to do for instructors, which I think I've said this on a other podcast, but I know most of you guys probably haven't gone back and listened to all of them, is I will put instructors through a kid's type of training. Um, I make them come to the kid's class because it's a good way to gauge if someone has empathy and patience and what their kind of general vibe is of jujitsu um, in order to uh, be able to teach. So if you're like impatient with kids and you're you know like rude and testy and all this stuff then you're probably not going to be a great jiu-jitsu instructor now i know some people will be like well you know that's just because i don't like kids yeah that's true but you should be able to fake it it's it's an hour or 45 minutes like it you know you're gonna have to fake it to adults too and uh so like you you have to be able to at least turn it on and then turn it off right you don't have to like kids but you got to be able to be able to conduct yourself in a certain manner that's just what it is um, sorry that if you disagree, fine, but that's, that's my opinion. Uh, so that's a very good litmus test to see how people do. And then, you know, gradually you can get more responsibilities and start teaching, um, more, more aspects. Right. Um, but the kids class is one thing. And then the other thing I would tell people to think about if you're wanting to become an instructor is being consistent. So if you're going to say like training jiu-jitsu, if you're going to say you can help out on Mondays and Wednesdays, try your absolute best to help out Mondays and Wednesdays. Be consistent because if I want you to eventually like lead a class or teach or give you more responsibility, it's like a job. You got to um, demonstrate a level of responsibility. And I think what happens with students whenever they start doing this is they have all the good intentions in the world. They definitely want to help and they definitely whatever, but they don't realize actually how much work goes into it. And that's why I really recommend students do it as an apprenticeship and not as a school because if you do it as a school and you're solely responsible for it, then burnout happens really quickly and there's a lot of pitfalls that you're going to have to deal with. And so training underneath of a person you don't have to worry about that and so i think students will be like man i can be here like five days a week like that's how many days i train and yes but now each time that you like volunteer to help a class or assist a class that's like an hour extra out of your day that you've just committed to so you went from maybe committing to like five hours of training for yourself to now 10 hours so like an hour for you and an hour for teaching that's a lot of time you just doubled the amount of time that you're going to be at the gym if you have a family if you have other things to consider 
that that could be tough, right? So don't overextend yourself. You know, commit to one or two days a week of assisting instructing, and and go from there and see how you like it and see how the journey goes. Now, obviously, some people get thrown. In. I got thrown into the fire a lot faster than that, but I've tried to throw people to the same fire that I went through, and it, they just crash and burn. I, I understand my my journey was not the same and most people wouldn't be able to do what I did and there's a lot of reasons for that it's not because I'm tougher it's not because I'm better it's just because of my situation in life allowed me to do that so I completely understand that so you have to be realistic with your expectations at where your life is at so if you're wanting to be an instructor you have to start somewhere and I advise you to start like assisting in classes make it known to your instructor that you want to be um, a, a future instructor one day and then let them know like what your goals are like do you want to be a if you're a blue belt having this conversation like yeah coach I want to be a black belt and possibly run a school one day or no nah, man I just want to be a black belt and teach a couple of classes here and there or no nah, and I just think it'd be great to help out in the kids class because my kids in class so the more that you could communicate those kinds of expectations or what you're looking for the easier it will be to kind of start to work you into the system or schedule right so these are just all things that I wish I would have known because I had to figure those out while I was already teaching and while I was doing all of that. And so um, get started that way and just start thinking about that. Don't, don't dive too deep into like how many techniques you know or how much you know or all of that. That is absolutely honestly useless because if you're a purple belt, for example, and if you're going to be moving to some small town that eventually that has like zero jujitsu who are majority of the people that you're going to be teaching it's going to be people who are less skilled than you so if you're teaching people who are less skilled than you and you have information and knowledge to offer them that they could benefit from you are completely skilled enough to teach jujitsu that's a very going to be a common backlash from a lot of people because now you got to be a brown belt or a black belt to teach and all this stuff but i look about it as value if you have a skill set that you can give to somebody else that you know more than that can benefit somebody you can teach. Now, eventually it's going to max out. That's the problem. Like if you're a blue belt and you're teaching and then you promote somebody else to blue belt, or you give them to blue belt. Now you're kind of like stuck. So that's going to be the, the problem you, you have there. So if you want me to be honest, I don't recommend anyone open up their own school until at least purple, maybe even brown, if you wanted to make me say that. But teaching, you can definitely start teaching at Blue Belt, especially for kids' classes or basics classes, especially if there's any kind of curriculum. So there's my ramble thoughts for the day. If you guys haven't already, make sure you leave the podcast five stars, leave a good review. Um, and I sent out an email yesterday or the other day talking about that, um, you know, if you listen to the podcast, reply back and give me a shout out. So make sure you do that because on the next podcast, I'll give people a shout out. So until next time, uh, see you guys later. Take it easy.